Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here with the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. And we are back. Yesterday, right across the network, uh, all the channels had a day off and, and there was a special podcast that was broadcast right across the network. If you missed that one, it was a, a roundtable conversation with eight uh, of the black hosts across the network and they spoke about their experiences, what they're feeling right now and everything that's going on uh, in the U.S., in regards to the Black Lives Matter uh, movement and protests and everything that we're seeing. So if you missed that, it was certainly worthwhile going back and uh, catching that one. But Frank, I, I feel it feels to me like we're really back in some sort of basketball season, even though it's about five weeks away, because almost daily now, uh, particularly over here in Australia, you, you get through the majority of the day over there in the US and I wake up to just a, a, a stack of notifications from Woj and Shams with all the latest reports coming through with the NBA, but uh, I think this is the first time, and it's kind of strange that this has happened in the order of all this, that uh, they went ahead and said, okay, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do with the NBA season. There's going to be 22 teams. We're going to go through this way. And now after that, all of a sudden the players are saying, uh, maybe not all of us want to go in this bubble. Yeah. And this was, um, I remember, I think we had a, uh, a DM thread um, with, uh, with Eric. Um, uh, we're, when, when like a couple months ago, it feels like when sort of the, the idea of the bubble kind of was first starting and we were talking about like, I think Joe Ingles had raised concerns about, yeah, yeah. you know, be, what would it mean to be isolated from your family for an extended period? Um, and obviously there, you know, the, the current approach, they will allow families to I think join after the first round of the playoffs, if I remember correctly. So there's at least they're addressing that uh, somewhat. It's not going to be like a, you know, literally like a quarantine uh, tournament per se. Like obviously people at least have their families, but, um, but still, uh, you know, this, I, I have, did think it was interesting. I think it was Woj who, you know, reported basically that there were, uh, what, what did he report? Like, like a few dozen uh, players were sort of having some uh, side conversations about um, maybe not being so fired up to uh, immerse themselves in the bubble and, um, and basically that will lead the league, I think correctly, understandably, you know, given the sensitivity of this and the medical side of it, um, wh- whatever the reason is, you know, basically if you want to opt out and say, yeah, you know what, I don't want to play in these seeding games, the regular season games, whatever we're referring to them as, um, or, or the playoffs that go after them, um, that's up to you. You just won't get paid, you know, your, for your, your, uh, remaining games, um, but no, no questions asked. I, I, which I think is the correct answer from the league. Um, given that you know, even if players are just like, screw that, I just don't want to deal with you know, uh, coming, uh, having to deal with uh, you know, being away from my family or just being stuck in Disney World without being able to go on rides for uh, a few weeks or however long you're there. Um, 
you know, it's sort of one of those things like any, if push comes to shove, any player can just say like, well, I'm, I'm worried about my health. Right. And then nobody can, nobody can really say anything uh, if that's the reason. But um, I don't know, to be honest, I am at, I, I would be surprised if, um, if a lot of this had to do with uh, guys being afraid of, of catching COVID-19. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm sure there are maybe uh, a, a few players that, that might be concerned about that, but um I don't know if I were to speculate. I mean, I think, uh, I think it was indicated. This is, these are not players from contending teams. I do not think this is going to apply to anybody on the bucks or Lakers or Clippers. Um, but guys who are on some of these more random teams. Um, yeah. Are they going to be maybe not so thrilled to, to go down to Orlando uh, for some, you know, in some cases uh, games that don't really mean anything like uh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, you know, like the Wizards, the Suns, <laughs> some of these teams, like <laughs> where it feels very performative that they're even going to be going down there and going through the motions of a training camp and, you know, this tournament and all this, um, you know, it's, it's an extended period. It's not like they're just, you know, it's not like these teams are just going to show up for like a week and then go home. You know, it's, it's, I mean, to play eight games of the training camp, you're gonna have a couple pre, uh, like exhibition games for that. I mean, you're going to be down there a while. Um, regardless, even if you're not like a contender. So um, I, I think it's probably not shocking. Um, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see what the public reaction is because um, let's, let's just say this, I don't think it's going to be young players scraping for roster spots with who haven't made any money uh, because we can say, oh, you're not going to get, um, this won't be held against you, but uh, I'm sure it'll get held against you if you're like the 15th man you know, on a team, right? Like, your GM probably won't get this. Um, and, uh, I, but my guess is this is going to be v- veteran players who've made plenty of money uh, who may be just like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. So you mentioned Joe Ingles as, as a example. So just to, to throw it out there, so he's got a young uh, son that uh, is autistic and, you know, certainly he's done quite a few different videos and, and Zoom calls, I guess, uh, educating the public and, and with everything that's gone on with the coronavirus over the last few months, he's had to have uh, even more of a hands-on approach uh, with the education and, and everything like that. So he certainly said, you know, am I going to go away for a couple of months from, from him? Probably not. Uh, I was listening to JJ Reddick on his podcast, or I saw a clip on Twitter actually, and he was, uh, Malcolm Brogdon was on there, obviously has a fair bit to do with the Players Association. And he was talking about from uh, some of the, the black athletes' point of view that perhaps uh, yes, a little bit of, of it would be coronavirus and, and what the long-term effects are of that and what happens if you get that. There's so, so many unknowns about that. Uh, another thing would be the fact that um, perhaps uh, for some of these players that have been very active in the protests, it might seem trivial for them to walk away from that and say, okay, I'm going to go chill at Disney for a couple of months now and play basketball. So that was something that he mentioned. But I, I think you're kind of right. I mean, I think this is basically uh, players on teams that know that they're not going to win a championship are sort of sitting there and saying, well, we're going to have an extremely shortened preseason ahead of next year. What do I actually get out of going down here? Obviously, money is the easy answer. But I also feel that this is, and you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about how they were potentially bringing in different formats for the leagues. You said, this seems like it's a tail wagging the dog. And I, I still kind of feel like this is it. These players have sat there on some of these teams. They've looked for uh, what's going to happen in terms of return to play. And if you're the San Antonio Spurs, then if you're a player on that team, you're going, 
well, okay, this you know gives us yeah some kind of chance in making the playoffs, but we're really going to need a miracle. Maybe I'm not that interested in going down there anymore. We saw Damian Lillard a couple of weeks ago said, if we don't have a chance to make the playoffs, I'm going to sit on the bench. I'm not saying he's one of these players, but maybe he's now sitting there and saying, well, okay, yeah, you gave us a chance to reach the playoffs, but not a good enough chance for me. Uh, maybe I don't want to play. And I think that's right. When you talk about teams like Phoenix and Washington, we wondered why they were even there. Uh, there is zero incentive for them to be there. And part of the rules around the bubble about not having any visitors uh, before the end of the first round is exactly for that reason. Because if you've got, <laughs> if there's not much for you to do on the court in terms of uh, gain and potentially winning a championship, maybe those players would be more likely to uh, risk it. Let's just say that. It's time for me to tell you a little bit about a couple of our sponsors. And first, I'm going to talk to you about the most useful app on my phone. Uh, it is, of course, hard to find the time to sit down and read and learn more. When you don't have the free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There's an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health to history books. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to that massive library all the books you want and all for one low price. Right now for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. You also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. And we are going to talk about this man in just a little bit, but if I had a look at Nikola Jokic today, I think he might have been on the Built Bars. You know, Built Bars are tasty. They are the best tasting protein bar ever. In fact, it's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. They have 16 amazing flavors. Built Bar, uh, great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's um, an, an accident necessarily. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and, and I, I, <laughs> I mean, I think what, what's, what's functionally going to happen is I, I think... Um, I mean, we see this every every year, uh, right in during regular uh, like late season periods. Guys just kind of get shut down quietly, and right. you know, and it's and we kind of just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's happening, right? If there's you know some some cases like, oh, he's got a you know fill in injury here, <laughs> um, which just requires rest, right? There's no surgery, or it's just rest, right? Okay, um, then we also sort of like, okay, yeah, we know what that means, and so I I imagine that's what's going to happen here. I would think, right? I think if you're um, a player that maybe is, is, doesn't really think it's, it's worth doing this, um, you're probably going to talk to your team and figure out a way to do this in a way that gives you some air cover um, rather than have it be, um, you know, like something where it becomes a big deal. Like, I mean, I think the only thing that would be interesting is if, if a player is basically like, nah, I don't want to play. And the team like, is basically like, well, we think you should play. <laughs> and, yeah. and, um, and then it becomes like a thing that way. That, that, that would be the scenario that I think would be, you know, 
kind of the, the controversial, interesting scenario that, you know, maybe people sort of have started thinking about just given that this is a new dynamic, but, um, but yeah, I mean, the reality is, you know, um, it's, it's not necessarily easy. I, I like, again, like the blazer example is a good one. Like, you know, maybe, um, you come out and uh, I mean, who knows what these teams are going to look like. Right. I mean, I'm sure some teams are going to be, you know, come out and win games that you don't expect. Uh, given where they were this season. In some ways, teams are going to lose games you don't expect, given where they were this season, just because it's going to be weird and not normal, uh, the scenario. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for the Blazers, you know, you come out and you lose your first couple games. And, yeah. you know, the the Pelicans and uh, – um, uh, uh, um, who's the other? Uh, the uh, uh, Grizzlies, you know, like they come out and we each win their first two games. I'm just making stuff up. Yeah. I mean, you know, at that point, it's like, all right. It shuts the door. I mean, do, do, yeah, do they just basically, all right, Dame, you know, you can go, um, <laughs> go, go, go check out Epcot for the next week and then go home because we don't, you know, whatever this is done. Um, I mean, you, you, I wouldn't really blame the Blazers or Lillard for kind of saying, all right, you know, we're good. Um, but, uh, you know, from a league perspective, obviously, and a fan perspective, given, you know, if you're a Blazer fan or whatever, you obviously would much rather, you know, we've been, we've been denied basketball for months now. You kind of like to see your team actually want to play and kind of, you know, give you something to cheer for. But, um, you know, again, by the same token, we see teams do this every year where they shut players down and people who pay a lot of money to see games are denied seeing star players or maybe not always star players, but pretty good players, you know, that would give your team a better chance of winning. Obviously teams just decide, Hey, we're good. Um, I will say this though, I, I it does. I think I heard it correctly that uh, the league. I believe they're freezing the lottery standings um, based right, on where yep. the the teams were at the end of the when the play was suspended, which I, I think is very good because I think the last thing you'd want is <laughs> you know you know these teams coming in and being yeah. like, oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna we not, aren't gonna actually make the playoffs, but we want to make sure we don't lose you know lottery ping pong balls or whatever so you know provide that disincentive so i think that's actually it was a very good thing that kind of came out of this but um but yeah it's it's just another weird weird angle of it and as you said you know we were talking last week i i think the league kind of gets what they deserve you know if they bend over backwards to include some of these crappy teams and then you know these teams don't even bother to um well if it's a player thing then i you know whatever but um but then the players don't even want to play from these teams right that would be pretty ironic if uh if that was that that was the case yeah look i mean we we said this and everyone knows this it, it was about money and it was about getting as many teams down there that you could re- realistically justify and try to say well yeah we're just trying to create competition it's not it's not about that and we know that i could say the 16 teams but potentially maybe there's there's 12 teams that are really 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 at this point thinking they can win a championship maybe and that's obviously been very generous so uh, we know they could have gone and only brought 16 teams down there and gone straight to the playoffs. But uh, the beauty of this was you dangle a little carrot in front of some of these teams if they want to try and get the eight seed, uh, while also giving the, the the playoff teams an opportunity to uh, warm up and, and play some games. So uh, we said from the start, the Bucks are in a really fortunate position that seeding-wise, nothing is really going to change. So they're one of, the one team, really, that is in the, in the best position for this eight-game regular season uh, either way, you know, whatever whatever plays out. An interesting thing for me when I saw all this and I see players that are potentially now unsure if they want to go down there in the latest twist in what is 
one of the strangest uh, off-court, I don't know if off-court's the right word here, off-court careers in NBA history. Kyrie Irving is apparently desperate to go down to Disney just to support, just to, just to support the teammates. We know uh, he's got a his, histor- history of being a really good locker room guy. So Kyrie Irving, yeah, he's just in it for the long haul with the Nets, which is fantastic to see. Yeah, that, that's got to be the worst case scenario if you're the Nets, right? Like not only you know, do you not get Kyrie on the floor, but you still have to suffer through <laughs> Uh, his, his, uh, you know, like just fake painfully off, painfully annoying personality, uh, uh, on the bench. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, yeah, we'll see. Um, somebody's going to try to like lock him in a, in, in his like, you know, hotel room or something and hope he misses a game or something like that. Just so they don't have to deal with him properly. So replacement players, this is back on the agenda again today. And this is something we've, we've slightly touched on, you know, the last couple of weeks here, but we've got some more details. Uh, I think most of the time we were focusing on potential, you know, injury replacements and who was going to be eligible, who wouldn't be eligible. Uh, the two-way players come down. Uh, there's some reports now suggesting that they may even just expand the rosters to 17 and it's open slather. Right? You can you can pick up anyone. So earlier in the week, I mentioned that it, there was some reports that, a guy like J.R. Smith who ha- or Jamal Crawford who hasn't played in the NBA this season uh, would not be eligible now. Uh, it's starting to trend in the direction that maybe those guys would be available. And I think if you're the NBA, this is also some sort of damage control, I guess, that you want the best players playing. So why are you going to restrict it to just guys that may have sat on an NBA bench for a few games this year? Uh, look, yeah, I-, I think it's cool to let the better players come in and play. It opens up some interesting avenues for uh, potential veterans that could come in and play, though. I mean, we could have some some interesting names putting their hands up. Okay, it's time for me to remind our listeners about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online. They've been doing that for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. That's right, right. Locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that you came from us. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And just one last ad read for the week on Locked On Bucks. Of course, it is. Uh, last but not least, Bubbles Galore. Uh, I'm a big bobblehead guy, and at Bubbles Galore, you'll find a vast inventory of bobbleheads from all major sports leagues. Uh, this includes the teams we love, the Packers, Brewers, and Bucks. They're officially licensed by the NBA, MLB, and NFL. Don't forget about the limited quantity Aaron Rodgers, Christian Yelich, and Giannis MVP Wisconsin puzzle bobblehead. They only made 1,500 of these, so get your hand on those before they are all gone. Uh, as well, of course, for our Bucks fans on Locked On Bucks, they have a limited piece, the Greek flag Giannis bobblehead. So if you want your next Giannis bobblehead or any other Bucks-related bubbles or uh, Wisconsin sports bubbles, go to bubblesgalore.com. Use the promo code Locked On to receive free shipping. That's bubblesgalore.com. Use the promo code Locked On to receive free shipping. Yeah, I mean, I don't um, 
I'm pretty sure hockey doesn't have like the same limitations that like the NBA does as far as, you know, the fact that you, you kind of like, essentially you freeze your rosters, obviously, you know, late in the season, you have your playoff roster. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously you don't want like any weirdness where like, I mean, again, like I don't think anybody's suggesting that players should be who, you know, who are um, waiting for free agency to start should be able to like sign for another team or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, guys who have been legitimately without teams, um, you know, as part of like during that season, uh, you know, what the real harm would be if, you know, they got signed during the playoffs. I don't really know what that, the real issue with that would be. I think I would say that um, uh, I, I agree. I know we've discussed this like, well, does making two A's eligible in the playoffs, which normally they are not eligible to play in the playoffs, like, does that matter? Um, I think we both agree, like, it shouldn't really it shouldn't right. matter okay. um you know it's 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 fine like i don't think any of us would i don't think we'd have like a real issue with that you occasionally see teams um will get you know will will kind of stumble on like pretty useful two-way players who uh you know again they end up converting for instance but it's pretty rare for like a good two-way player to end up just in that two-way spot the entirety of the season and then you know basically just be stuck um not being able to to play for the big club um, late in the year, but and, and then by virtue of that, also not being able to play in the playoffs because two ways aren't eligible for the playoffs. So, um, yeah, the idea of a, a two way having any type of meaningful role in the playoffs, obviously pretty low. Um, you know, not to disrespect Frank Mason or uh, Cam Reynolds, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess given just the uniqueness of the circumstances and you know, sort of that like nightmare scenario, right? Is if, if you do have um, a number of players all test positive for COVID-19 at once, right? Which obviously that's like the ultimate, you know, downside scenario given where we are as, as, as a world and, yeah. and why we're in this whole weirdness to begin with. Um, of course, you know, in that scenario, you would want teams to have maybe more flexibility than they might otherwise have. Um, so yeah, being able to tap into uh, your uh, two-way players or being able to, you know, uh, add a replacement player, for instance, um, off the street, you know, I think is a, it's a reasonable option to give teams. But again, um, is that going to swing a playoff series? I would be shocked if it does. And if it does as well, I would also imagine that might be a, a really bad scenario where, you know, you've got multiple players, you know, testing positive for COVID-19 and being held out for, for that reason. Right. I mean, that, that's obviously not a scenario that, that any of us want to want to really think thing for very much about. So, yeah, I don't really see this as as a big deal. I mean, we you know you always talk about uh, playoff rotations getting tight, regardless. Um, so you know the odds of thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth men even being needed um, yeah. on playoff exactly. rosters, much less much less sixteenth and seventeenth guys, is pretty low. So the other bit of news that came through, and by the way, uh, obviously this does open the door for Brandon Jennings. I, I, and you know what? I, I tweeted something about Brandon Jennings today. And one thing that, and I don't know, it's really hard to tell on Twitter how much of this is, um, you know, serious or how much of this is, is just people, um, you know, adding to the banter about the, the Bucks and Six Brandon Jennings story. But uh, I, I do get the sense that there are still, and we saw a little bit of this when Brandon Jennings came back to Milwaukee a couple of years ago, people that think that he still would 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 play. Um, it's, I, I don't know, Brandon Jennings forever is going to be one of the the much-loved Bucks players. It's, I, I, I love it. I mean, anytime you even tweet his name, you, you're certain to uh, 
to get some good numbers. And by the way, that that tweet that I uh, did about Brandon and potentially coming back for Game Six of the NBA Finals, Son Maker actually, as I'm standing here right now, just like that. So he's he's on board with Brandon Jennings coming back to the box. But the other news we got today from Twitter, we've spoke a lot about how players will come back from uh, quarantine and what kind of shape they'll be in. And it looks like we've got Stikola Jokic and not Thikola Jokic coming back to the Nuggets. Yeah, um, I mean, again, you know, he was walking around. I don't know what, where, what sport <laughs> he was. Hugging that was but... He was hugging people, high-fiving people. He was, he was having a great time. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he was like wearing a, a like a Biff Tannen jacket from... <laughs> Uh, back to the future sort of thing but uh yeah he i mean he looked very fit and lean um you know again i i don't know the first thing i thought of was just how um like just thinking back to jabari parker and how like there would always be the like is jabari and like what kind of shape is jabari parker in question which was always kind of interesting because i mean you know Jokic has like no explosiveness and i don't think he'll have explosiveness whether he's skinny or fat um whereas jabari had that like you know, just, you know, kind of weird bounce to him, uh, regardless of kind of what he, how soft he might've looked. He always seemed to have like bounce uh, and, and a degree of explosiveness. Again, not to say that being skinnier doesn't, you know, wasn't a good thing for him at, at sometimes versus others. But um, I always, I always thought it was interesting because it's like whenever I saw Jabari in like street clothes, I always thought he actually looked pretty fit. Yeah. And then, you know, you put a tank top on and then a lot of times people look a lot less fit. That's also <laughs> true of the general, also true of the general public. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people who work in offices look like they're doing fine, doing pretty normal. And you put them in a, a basketball tank top and shorts and they don't look like they're quite as, uh, quite as athletic as, uh, as they do when they're just wearing more, more uh, covering clothes. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, you know, kudos to him for not getting fat, right? I mean, that's, that was obviously the, the, the big concern, I think, you know, Jokic, Luca, and Embiid, I feel like are like the three guys that there's been the most sort of like natural speculation about like what kind of shape are they going to be in. And um, I think Luca, there was a, maybe a little bit of um, translation issues. It, uh, his trainer kind of had a comment that was translated as like he's not in shape or something like that. But then it was clarified that well, he's not in game shape, but he's actually in pretty good shape. <laughs> I mean, you know, at this point, like, I mean. There's, it's still like, you know, six, seven weeks before these guys are going to have to play a game. Like, it's not like, you know, we're, they're trying to play a game, you know, next weekend or something like that. So you know, they, they also have a fair bit of time here, even if they did let themselves go a little bit. But, um, you know, either way, uh, you know, we always get muscle watch and all the best shape of their lives talk, you know, in, in the, the summer going into training camp. I mean, we heard that exact same stuff about Joel Embiid going into last camp and then you know it was the same old story with him once the season started so um i don't know i i don't uh i don't put that much stock into kind of uh this stuff uh you know i i feel like it's usually ends up being more high it's like the kind of stuff that you know the uh the slam online account loves to tweet about you know guys getting in great shape and they like look out so and so lost you know gained 15 pounds of muscle and lost 10 pounds of fat <laughs> look out but you know, when when all when when you actually get on the floor, I feel like it's uh, I don't know. I feel all that stuff gets gets lost pretty quickly. Like you know, um, mixtapes of Ben Simmons shooting jump shots, things like that. 
Yeah, well, uh, the big thing is that I have no doubt over the weekend there'll be more developments uh, regarding this. Uh, one other note, uh, just something I, I just scrolled upon, is that Woj apparently, again, probably while I was sleeping, tweeted and said, now July 30 is, is the date they're looking at. Uh, there was also some talk about some preseason games. So uh, with everything we talk about, uh, we're, we're probably pretty fortunate here that we have a daily podcast. So uh, you know, even if we record and things change, it's not, uh, we're not completely wasting our time here, but things are, are really fluid as we know. Uh, but it certainly feels like daily updates are coming through and we're, we're starting to get a clearer picture of what we're going to see down there. I think ultimately, as, as we both said, you have to leave it up to the players. And if they want to leave some money on the table and stay at home, well, that's up to them. But as far as the Bucks go, uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue. They've, they've done too much work uh, to, to put their hand up and not play. That would be my expectation, but uh, it's been another good week. Uh, we were talking before we started recording a, a really, really interesting conversation with Dustin Godsey a couple of days ago. That would have been Wednesday, uh, Wednesday morning's podcast that came out. He spoke about uh, a bunch of potential things the Bucks are looking at doing for fan engagement when it comes to the playoffs because uh, they want to get the fans involved and they know the success they had in the Deer District. Are they going to be able to have thousands and thousands of people packed in there? Uh, maybe not. But there was a couple of different ideas that he threw out there. And then, of course, the jersey talk. Everyone's interested in the jersey talk. He did confirm that a blue jersey is on the way. I, I don't know whether that makes people happy or sad, but uh, either way. <laughs> that was and, your, that, that's what you're going with? Well, listen, I, 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 know, that he, I know that he made one, one person definitely upset by even suggesting that could be the case. But uh, it's, it's always interesting. I've, I've said, Frank, I'm not a huge jersey guy. I don't get too emotional about it either way, but people do. I think that, yeah, I mean, it's only natural. I mean, the blue is the only color from their normal palette that they have not made a jersey out of. And right. as you pointed out, they did have those, uh, the warm-ups, the blue warm-ups um, with the state, I think it was with the state logo, right? Yeah. Um, or, or, or like the uh, kind of the um, angled, you know, bucks or, or whatever it was. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it would, I mean, I would be surprised if, there wasn't a blue jersey in in the next two that that Dustin uh, mentioned are, are going to come out. It's kind of funny too. It's like I, I hadn't even really. Like, I was like I wasn't even sure how many um, New Jersey we New Jerseys we would be getting um, the next couple of years. But he kind of laid it out right <laughs> that the the new black jersey is like you know those are the one out of you know it get changed every three years. So this yeah. is the first year. So you know you count it out next year and the year after you're going to still have those black jerseys. And then um, I guess the cream jersey will be the one that gets, you know, kind of cycled into different new versions the next couple of years, which are the ones that, uh, that Dustin referenced being the jersey that they kind of have in the can waiting to, uh, to be revealed. Although we're going to have to wait quite some time to see those. So, uh, so yeah, I guess if people are curious, you're going to have the, the white and green, the green and white, the home and roads. Uh, and then you're going to have that black jersey that got unveiled this year, for the next two years, and then uh, these mystery jerseys. And I, it was a little interesting because he mentioned as well that the reason there was that fourth jersey was because of the anniversary. Um, but it sounded like, you know, there isn't a, uh, an anniversary, uh, you know, a 10-year, five-year increment anniversary for the franchise. So, uh, so we won't, uh, I guess we won't get one. So, um, so it goes. So it goes. 
Yeah, there's a lot of people that that were curious about a 20-year anniversary, but I guess uh, the NBA and Nike aren't looking to acknowledge 20-year anniversaries of losing the Eastern Conference Final Series, which, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I guess I guess makes some sense. But if anything, that was, I, I, I suppose, a hope that the fans had that potentially you could get a purple jersey for 2021. But the thing that shocked me is crazy how early they get these jerseys done. They really locked up the next couple of years. But, uh, I, you know, yeah, like I said, I don't get fired up to it either way, but I think it's cool when New Jersey's come out. It's certainly a talking point. Frank, really appreciate you taking the time to come on. We appreciate everyone listening. Of course, you can listen to Locked On NBA. That's a daily podcast. They'll go into uh, you know maybe less specific buck stuff, but they'll talk around uh, the whole league and how everything is going as we head uh, towards July and then hopefully the return of basketball. But we'll be back on Monday. We'll speak to you guys then. 